Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 82, and I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and it is Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, man. We are we are back once again. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, uh, we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones Season 7. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Season 7. <laughs> Shut up, Carl. Shut up, Carl. Can I talk? Listen, <laughs> I love that theme song. Yeah, it's it's iconic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean the whole score is great. Um, it is. I would have liked. I would have liked to see their um, that whole Game of Thrones orchestra show. Mm. Oh, they had an yeah. They had like a tour for like a while. I know. Like, I know um, our friends down at the Mixed Feelings podcast, Amanda and Cassie. They ended up seeing it, and they said it was. They gave like good reviews on it. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the season seven premiere, which aired this past Sunday on HBO. Yes, it's called, it did. Yep, it's called Dragonstone. Dragonstone. And of course, we're going to get into spoilers. Lots of spoilers. Uh, oh, we're going to spoil the shit out of that thing. Yeah, so for those of you who are still holding out on hope that the books, all the books will finally be published, well, you're shit out of luck. Just yeah. accept it, Maurice. Well, yeah, you seen the you seen the meme that he posted? Yeah, on Facebook. Yep, he's like, it's still relevant. Not really, because all the because they passed the books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Winds of Winter still hasn't been published, right? No, it hasn't. Yeah. So, so see, but I heard that. So, wait, we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into all that good stuff. So we're gonna talk about uh, Game of Thrones uh, later on in the show, and uh, we'll get into some of the latest headlines uh, this past week. So with all that said, Mister Bird. What have you been up to, man? Not really much since a week ago today. Really hasn't been much since. Um, I revisited an old classic, okay. a classic that was that's near and dear to me and my sister's hearts when we were um, when we were kids. Major pain. Okay. I, yeah. I got the HBO now. I downloaded it. I'm paying the fifteen um fifteen ninety nine a month. Word. That's Whatever. Up. I mean, it is what it is. Um. And I was like, oh, man, they got Major Pain here. Yeah, let me watch it so I can like watch something to go to sleep. I still remember every single word line for line. Oh, word? From beginning to, well, maybe except up until the marching scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I still remember. I still memorize it all. Wow, how many times have you watched that movie? I watched it a lot. We watched it a lot. We were one of those kids where we got a new movie, we would watch it over and over and over again. Mm, so you must have worn out that VHS tape. Pretty much. Wow. Not really. It wasn't the one that we worn out, but... Okay. You know, it's funny, because I actually watched Major Pain uh, this past week on oh, HBO. You, hate, you hated it, didn't you? I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was okay. You know, you shock me sometimes. Yeah, I really thought that this would be a movie like, oh, these simple, these simpletons, they only watch <laughs> movies. They're just fast food. Who wants, you know, who wants to eat fast food all the time? Well, let me tell you something. Caviar's fucking nasty, okay? It is nasty. I agree. All right. So we ain't going to be stuffing our faces with that shit. 
Sometimes we want some damn fast food. I mean, it's, it's... And we enjoy it. And we enjoy fast food. It's an enjoyable comedy. I, I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was okay. You know, um, I, I got a chuckle out of the one of the early scenes where he's kind of spazzing out in his bed, bedroom, kind of like Apocalypse Now, where he's going crazy because he hasn't killed anybody. Oh, and yeah, he has. <laughs> and he kills that rat in the corner. Civilian life. Yeah. You know, although I will say that I thought maybe maybe uh, it was a little... A little overwrought with the with the gold teeth and like the, the with the funny voice. I thought maybe. Nah, that's uh, that's trust me, that's pain. Yeah. I thought that that kind of nails it. Yeah, but but either but in any case, I, I did enjoy the film and Karen Parsons, Hillary Banks. Uh, she's best. beautiful. Oh, she she's still beautiful. I mean, yeah. I mean, to this day, I seen them Fresh Prince reunion pics on that the original Aunt Viv got pissed off at. Oh yeah, yeah, like bitter as fuck. She's still bitter. Yes, yeah, holding still that grudge. Bitter. But yeah, Karen Parsons, man, she was she was cool in in the film too, and you know you know it, it was it was an enjoyable comedy. You know I enjoy comedies, you know, and uh, Major Payne, it's it's a fine one. Would you add it to your collection? Nah, I didn't think so. I mean, I'm not gonna give it that. You couldn't give it that much credit. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's available on streaming, so on HBO, it's gonna be there for a while, I think. So probably, you know, I mean. I, I wouldn't go so far as to add it to my collection, but I wouldn't mind watching it again if I was really really bored. I'll take it. Yeah, and I'll take it. But I, I, I will say though that 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 scene that you referenced, uh, which you showed me a clip of, I do not eat that fast. Yes, you do. I don't eat as fast yes, as the pain. Yes, you do. Like oh. when we went to freaking when we went to Rhode Island Comic Con, we actually got some Chinese food after. Yeah, like that plate damn near disappeared. What I mean, I'm not a fast eater. Wasn't no that was fast. How fast? That was fast. Ain't nobody ain't nobody gonna take your food. I only well, I I I eat normally. It's what ten minutes. Friend of the Joe, friend of the show. Fr- I said friend of the Joe. Friend of the show, Jen will act. She will agree with me. Uh, she actually did because I sent her the video as well. <laughs> I mean, well, I I don't see it. I mean, it isn't. Well, it takes it takes what an average time ten minutes to clear a plate. Well, because you're eating with a friend, so it should at least take another ten to have a damn conversation. No, you murdered that plate. Hey, I was and it's hungry. a mall. Well, the mall. If it was, if it was Kate Kate, I would have gave you fifteen. Yeah, they used to. They used to overfill. I missed that place. But yeah, yeah. But that Thai place that was is 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 pretty good too. I, I noticed. Thought. Yeah. I mean, the plate disappeared. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, good food is good food. I mean, I hey, what's going on, Eric? Yeah. Cowboys Nation, stand up. Well, he's a fe- he's a fellow Cowboys fan. Oh wow. That's 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 very very sad. It is not sad. Well, at least you guys are not Patriots fans, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, but okay, yeah, major pain. Um, that's cool. Check it out if you Scott, have Scott the Bam Bam Bigelow cameo in it. Yo, I did not expect to see Bam Bam Bigelow in it. I was like, whoa, that was pretty cool. I kind of marked out a little. I'm not gonna lie, I did. God rest his soul. Yeah. Like that, was, I mean, as a matter of fact, when I first watched it, it was like my dad was like, "Who's that?" He takes off the helmet. I'm like. My God, it's Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> yeah, man. And then he swore, and I'm like, I never heard Bam Bam Bigelow swear. <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, though that that uh, fiery scalp tattoo, man. It's man. See, Eric's classic. right. Only the smart ones are Cowboys fans. Hey, you know, I agree. You know, no more. I mean, I will say this though. I mean, I'm even though it's well documented, I'm not a football fan at all. Um, I can see you being like a Browns fan. Nah, I can't. I'm not a fan of any team. I'm I'm happy. Like one of the big changes that we made to the show is that we will never have Patriots talk on the show ever again, and that's a blessing. 
That's a positive, I will say. I will uh, I will bring in some football talk. I will do that. Yeah, I It mean, just won't be that biased. Yeah, that's good, man. Because you know, that, that Tom Brady bandwagoning was just obnoxious. Ugh. Shout out to Arison Maurice. I don't disagree at all. Yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, so what else? What else you got, um, man? And then uh, after the whole Kurt Angle, you are the father, Maury episode. <laughs> I, oh I actually missed it, and then once I saw it, I'm like, that's what they're doing? Oh, yeah. my God, Jesus. Well, <laughs> yeah, for those who haven't seen it, um, on this past episode on Raw, uh, Kurt Angle, uh, he had a, for the past couple of months, he had a big angle where like some he was trying to suppress this secret that was going to ruin him or tarnish his reputation. Turns out that he has an illegitimate son who happens to be Jason Jordan, one formerly one half of American Alpha, former SmackDown and NXT Tag Team Champions. Why? You know what? I expected something like that during the Attitude Era. Maybe, maybe even the Ruthless Aggression Era, but the whole PG Era thing, they didn't need to do that. Yeah. I'm over here expecting Dixie Carter to like say, to come out. Nope. Nope. They, they, that was left turn. That, was, that came from left. It did come way out of left field. I thought it was going to be Chad Gable, but maybe the writer thought it would be too obvious. You know, oh, he's the son of an Olympian. The scary part is that, yo, Jason Jordan kind of does resemble him, though. It It is plausible. It yeah, is plausible. Like, yeah, but I was like, they didn't need to do it, but I was like, they do kind of look alike. So, I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, whatever's clever, I guess. Yeah, you can kind of see it. But, you know, I'm trying to look at the positive of it. Like, if if this elevates Jordan up the card and, you know, gets him to develop be- better, more as a as a better and better athlete on the card, then hey, I'm for it. That's probably the only way I'm for. I'll be for it. And Eric says Vince loves breaking up these good tag teams. Oh, it's yeah. such a weak division. It's such a weak division now. It is true. Yeah, like uh, like only the Usos in the New Day are like standing strong. Or at least on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, and Raw they got who? Who are the Raw tag team champions? Oh, C- Cesaro. Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Then you got the almost breaking Hardys. I swear they got the gimmick. I swear they got the rights to the gimmick. They're oh, just man. being dicks about it. I hope they do have the rights. Um, I mean, Raw's got a few times. I mean, the Revival came up. Oh, that's right. Yes. How can I forget the Revival? Yeah. I'm, I'm the new Brain Busters. Yeah. Mm, old school. But, but, yeah. But after that, um, after they yeah. had that, I watched the um, Table for Three episode with the Nation Reunion. Oh, okay. So it was rather enli- it was rather enlightening, rather enjoyable. Um a little a little um funny thing that happened where like the waiter presented them with gifts. Mm-hmm. Now, Godfather and um and Mark Henry, they had like these little boxes and Ron Simmons' gift was much more flat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they read in the card and it says with with love and respect, DJ Mm-hmm. So that and all their cards said that. So like, oh, I'm with the love and respect, DJ. Oh, oh Dwayne Johnson. All right, mm-hmm. right. What he said. Mark Henry gets a watch. Yep. <laughs> Godfather gets a watch. Mm-hmm. Rod Simmons opens it up, and he gets a picture of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in man. reference to um, what happened back in I want to say like '97 when the Rock yeah. joined the nation. He was trying to like become the leader of the nation. Yep. So where he like gives the other guys Rolexes and he gives Ron Simmons mm-hmm. a big ass picture of him. Yep. 
So they were kind of like bringing that back. In which, you know, I can understand he probably got something better because if it really wasn't for the nation, we wouldn't have the rock now. That is true. Yeah. Like the the, the nation of domination really gave uh the rock the platform he needed to get to that next level. Exactly. And he kinda and he kinda did that did that for all of them. Um you know, with Kama. Yeah. Or Papa Shango, you mm-hmm. know, he came up at, you know, he became the Godfather, yep. and that skyrocketed. And now he owns a strip club in Vegas. Hey, that's or what's he up. either owns it or manages it. Mm. Manages it. One of regardless, he runs it. Yeah, that's the dream. D'Lo right Brown's there. working for him apparently. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, D'Lo Brown kind of became a star in his right, a mm-hmm. mid card, you know, a mid card star. Yep. Mark Henry became sexual chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know where that went. <laughs> yeah. Um, Farouk even like you know he became dominant on the tag team scene with the APA with Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anybody? Well, they had Owen Hart. Yep. Um, but that was like when, well, yeah, when the Rock leader, when the Rock was the leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then one of my favorite all time rivalries was DX against the Nation. Mm-hmm. That summer of '98 was freaking hilarious. Oh yeah, it was. especially when DX came out as the Nation. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, they I actually, yeah, that, they yeah. actually did talk about that. How um, X Pac actually did the the oh. blackface. Yeah, of Mark Henry. But they actually said, but Mark Henry actually was like, X Pac came back to me, came to me and backstage. He was like, I really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want to do the black the blackface thing, and he was just like, Yo, just go ahead and do it. Mm. Just go ahead and do it. So it kind of, in looking back, especially in this politically correct world that we live in, yeah, I can understand why people would. I mean, it would have blew up. It would to something much, much greater, and it would have been a whole big racial debate about it. But I mean, it would. That's what. That's kind of like what they did back in the day. Oh, absolutely. If you, know, if you yeah. remember, Roddy Piper did the half, but he was trying to be Mel Gibson. Well, he, he said he was trying to be Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, and then not to mention, he had the whole Scottish thing going on. So he had the whole blackface thing, yeah. which is what they did. If you watch Braveheart, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, like they didn't really mean any like harm by it. Yeah, but I mean, it's actually kind of good to know that X Pac really didn't want to do it. Mm, that's yeah. Cause like, cause nowadays, like you're right, like he would have been like online shamed to the point of oblivion. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, man, it was a funny time back then, the Attitude Era. Oh man, they got away with so much shit. Yeah. I mean, they could not have done ninety percent of the shit today. That is true. Like maybe I'm over exaggerating, but there's a lot that they couldn't have got. They couldn't have got away with. Yeah, like Stone Cold Steve Austin would not have existed today. In today's climate, like in the PG era, it would have been way too sanitized. To us, it, yeah, it would have been too cleaned up, and it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have been right. Yeah, it would not have had the impact that it had. Um, and, and it's funny you mentioned D'Lo Brown because he was like he was kind of underrated. Like he was a European and intercontinental champion at oh, the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he 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 definitely had some. Now his most memorable going. run was the European title run when he um. But he would like say that he was from a different European country. Oh yeah, that's and he right. would like dress up as like a fr- the French stereotype, a German stereotype, mm-hmm. uh, you know, English stereotype, or whatever. Jason Salinger says, uh, first of all, welcome to the show, and yep. he says it's just not the same today. Mm-hmm. It's not. Ch- times have changed. It's still a decent product, mm-hmm. but you know, there's great talent. There's great talent. I will not. I will never knock the talent, but it's yeah. just, it's just a different time. 
it, indeed it is. Yeah, uh. Pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. That, oh, and there was one, and one thing too is like, yeah. um, Ron Simmons was in full on um, for root gear, and he actually was leaving on the front desk of a hotel, and there was a Nation of Islam meeting going on at that hotel and somebody oh, called him he's like oh my god Farouk, you gotta you gotta say some words you gotta say some words and he's like yep just hold on i'll be right back he called somebody from the office says please get me out of the situation <laughs> <laughs> man that would have been awkward super quick yeah it was a, and that was like a testy time too because like they would have like you know the nation of islam is very like strict and certain you know mm-hmm. some certain things but i mean i guess it worked it, it worked and it catapulted them into careers, but that's yeah. what a wrestling stable is supposed to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's supposed it's supposed to catapult you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's pretty much I've been up to. Uh, like I said, it really hasn't been much. Uh, mm. What about you? Oh man, I've uh, haven't been up to a whole lot. Um, I did manage to watch uh, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes uh, this past week. Yeah, how was that? It's an excellent film, Good. and it's the uh, it's the third film in the uh, in the Planet of the Apes reboot trilogy, mm-hmm. and it stars uh, once again stars Andy Serkis as Caesar, uh, the uh, the leader of the of the ape revolution. I want Caesar to be our president. Yeah, he should. He, he would be. Our, he would be a better better president. Hell, I mean, I'd rather have a Caesar and Maurice ticket. Maurice the orangutan. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Matt Reeves uh, directed it. Uh, Matt Reeves. He's also going to be directing the upcoming uh, Batman film with Ben Affleck. Correct. And he also directed the previous um, uh, Dawn for the Dawn for the Planet of the Apes, or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, back in 2014. Uh, this film, War for the Planet of the Apes, is awesome. Um, it takes place a, a, a few, some time after the events of the second film, mm-hmm. where um, where Caesar and his whole group, his family, they're still living in the woods and it's off, it's on the West Coast, and they're still trying to, you know, coexist between uh, themselves and the humans. But um, Woody Harrelson leads this. He's the colonel. He leads this uh, this this group of elite uh, elite soldiers that are hell bent on wiping out Caesar and his whole family. They're trying to reassert uh, humanity's dominance on the world. And uh, and what's, what's what's interesting is that uh, the colonel has his own has some arguably legit reasons for wanting to commit ape ape genocide um even though ultimately you don't really agree with him you understand where he's coming from and caesar on for he's like he's struggling with uh, falling falling into the dark side because his arch enemy in the second film was Koba, this this ape who was abused and tortured by humans and he hated humanity as a result and he wanted to see humanity die and caesar is struggling with those feelings of his own because in the in the, in the one of the early scenes of the film the colonel wipes out part of Caesar's family, his wife and his older son. Damn. And so Caesar's hellbent on getting revenge. And um, as they're as they're traveling towards uh, uh, the, the the colonel and his army's compound, um, they run they run into this uh, this human child, this girl named Nova, whom they name Nova, who is completely mute; she can't speak. Um, and she bonds with Maurice, uh, the orangutan, who communicates in sign language. And so they have to figure out, you know, how to defeat this colonel and how to survive. And the film is just, it's, it's awesome. It's definitely, in my view, the, the strongest of the three films. Okay. And what's cool is that each film has got, gotten better with each installment. Like, the first film was good. The second one was even better. And this one is definitely the best one. Like, the action is, the action is, um, is hard-hitting. And, like, the, the themes of survival and, you know, uh, humanity and, like, what is, what, who, who's the real human, who, like, who are the real humans in terms of, like, qualities, in terms of, like, uh, you know, what do you do 
to survive, you know, do the ends justify the means. Um, the action was great. Of course, the CGI was spectacular. Um, I was, I, I would not be surprised if, if this film gets an Oscar for best visual effects. Really? Yeah, because like the, the, the CGI of the apes and like how they communicate is just so lifelike. And Andy Serkis, who plays Caesar, man, that dude is just, he, he's just, he just brings a certain amount of, I, I Andy Serkis is very talented. I saw a video. He was on Stephen Colbert, and he's like, because I didn't, because he also does the um, the voice of uh, what's that little midget creature from oh, Lord of Rings? Gollum. Yeah. Gollum. Yeah, he was reading uh, Donald Trump tweets in yeah. Gollum's voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, and uh, for Iris joins in. Yeah, and he says, "Hey, have you ha- have you have you- hey guys, have you heard about that new dope fighting game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z?" They just announced Krillin and Piccolo as playable characters. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to play that. Now, Piccolo, he's a Jolly Green Giant dude, right? You can say that, yeah. All right, yeah, cool. he's a Namek. I don't they know. Call him okay, that's cool. But, uh, but yeah. Um, and and uh, Wildman Congo agrees with you. He said, good movie. He loves all three films. Oh, yeah. And, um, like, Andy Serkis, his performance was, was just, you know, tremendous. And, um, man, I, I, was just, I was just amazed uh, I think it's definitely one of his best performances, and that's really saying something. Yeah. Um, the The cinematography was dope. Um, this is definitely the the best looking of the three films. Um, I think Michael Sarenson, he was a cinematographer. Like you see all the 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 lush uh, jungle, uh, the lush uh, woods to like the the snow covered uh, compound, and it's like very stark. Um, and uh, it's just it's just it's just you just can't help but like be transfixed. And also the the score. The, the musical score by Michael Giacchino, mm-hmm. definitely his best one I've heard. He's definitely, I would, I would be totally surprised if he doesn't get an Oscar nomination for his work in this he movie. He won't. Yeah, he should because like- He this probably is, should, but he probably won't. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, the, 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 the year is still, you know, still have a ways to go yet, but like his, They're this is- gonna give it to him. You know how the, you know how the Academy is. No, nah, like, but like- They're as, gonna uh, give it to some, they're gonna give it to some movie that only you and maybe two other people have seen and that's it. No, I'm talking about like well, his musical score alone, like he he'll definitely get some recognition because it was definitely like it, the the score definitely complements the film get a in, in a major way. Yeah, tops. why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, tops. Um, and also the the I I I don't want to spoil I don't want to spoil uh the the film, but the film does leave some interesting nuggets, some interesting nuggets for a possible possible sequels like um. Like, like for example, the existence of uh, this this one character named Bad Ape, who's of uh, played by Steve Zahn, who's basically like Caesar. He's an intelligent ape who can speak. So, so like, so Caesar and his and his group, they're not the only apes that can speak. Well, in Caesar's family, there's, there's only him. There was Koba, and there was maybe at least one or two others that could speak. But, um, but the the existence of Bad Ape is a sign that maybe there are intelligent apes somewhere in the country or in the world that have the gift of speech and there are also other little little teasers little uh, nuggets nuggets that they could explore in future sequels although i would not mind if this was the final film of the whole franchise yeah because, you like yeah yeah because you're, you're like maurice you want beginning middle and end absolutely like i like finality like a strong beginning middle and end you don't have to keep dragging on you know a, a series on and on you know like the walking dead um <laughs> But yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes, it's an excellent film, easily the best of the three films, and um, 
if if you've seen the previous two, then you have to check out this. This I one. did. I have seen the video. I did see the previous two, but I would like to revisit them before I wa- before I watch uh, before I watch this one. Yeah, you should. You should. Um, in fact, like on Blu-ray, you can get the the two in one set of the oh, first really? two films. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, I'm 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 actually waiting for the. They'll probably release like a trilogy box set. They probably so will probably, do that. Yeah, and if it's in Steelbook, even better. Here you go, the fanciest of packaging. you damn right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, check out War for the Planet of the Apes. And um, other than, other than How that... How much is like the Steelbooks? Are they like 10, to, 10 bucks extra? You know, it depends. Um, well, actually, no. Like, like for brand new Steelbooks, they usually cost about the same as like a regular standard release. Oh. Um, but I've, I've found that for certain Steelbooks, they usually... They usually sell out before they even hit the shelves. Case in point was Deadpool. Like I remember, I wanted to get Deadpool the blue the the Steelbook Blu-ray, and then I couldn't get it at any Best Buy because apparently too many people pre-ordered it way before it even hit the shelves. So the shows there's nothing wrong with pre-ordering. When you pre-order, you just get you're just guaranteed your copy. Well, pre-ordering for movies is a bit different because we're talking about movies that have already had their theatrical run. People have already seen it, so you already know what you're okay. getting. Good point. Yeah. So, you know. Which makes me wonder: Should I pre-order the Wonder Woman Steelbook just so I can get my copy? Because I know the Steelbook for Wonder Woman is coming out in September. You're guaranteed your copy. Yeah, I might as well do that because I I don't want to be asked out like with Deadpool. You know, I don't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, other than that, that's pretty much it. And you know, watching me in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, damn. This is a boring ass week. This is a slow ass week for us. But I mean. Mm. A lot of news and a lot of news has happened this week. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like especially the, this weekend. Yeah, a big big event this which happened uh, just last week was a D twenty three Expo uh, from, uh, from Disney. Plenty of highlights to to kind of get into. Yeah, it was a lot that went on. I mean, my IGN was like my IGN. I get um, I get alerts on certain of Twitter on Twitter with certain tweets and stuff. IGN yeah. being one of them. I mean, they did not shut the hell up. Mm. Wow, it's like one after another. Pretty much. Mm. Like I don't know with the with the D twenty three. Like, have you seen like most of the conferences or like? No, I didn't see any. I was like, what was I? I was pretty out and about this weekend, mm. but um, I tried to catch as much as possible. Like they, uh, oh, Mikey B did have his first SmackDown live match last night, and oh, I missed yeah. it. Mike, uh, Mike Bennett, yeah. now known as Mike Kanellis. We, yeah, yeah, back in back in our slam tape. The Slam Tech days, we called him Mikey B. Okay, nice. So, um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch that highlight. I gotta watch that probably after the show. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, um, you can start off a Wrinkle of Time trailer. Yeah, coming out March 2018. It looked, it looked good. It did. I never read the book. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't read it either. But I mean, visually, it does look rather intriguing. Um, yeah, and that's gonna be done. That's done by Ava Dunray. Dunray. Uh, yeah, Duvernay. Yeah. Duvernay. Yeah, Ava DuVernay's directing. Um, Chris Pine's uh, starring in it. Um, Oprah Winfrey, she's uh, featured in it as well. Okay. Um, looks like it's going to be like a nice uh, visual feast. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I thought it was going to come out this year, but uh, apparently it's coming out next year. I had year. no like, I had no idea that they were even doing a Wrinkle in Time movie. Yeah, I've I've never heard of Wrinkle in Time at all until the movie was announced. Really? Yeah. I've heard of the I've heard of the book. I just never had any interest in reading it. Mm. Yeah, but definitely, I'll definitely look out for the film coming out next uh, next year. All right, and Star Wars Galaxy Ed- Galaxy's Edge official name for the Star Wars theme la- theme lands at 
Disney World and Disneyland? Yes. Uh, so Galaxy's Edge, yeah, um, that's going to be the official name for uh, the, the Star Wars-themed uh, yeah. sections of Disney World and Land. Um, I, I did see a little bit of um, some concept footage. Well, I've been hearing about it for a long time. I mean, you can actually, you're actually going to be drinking, you can actually drink blue milk mm. and eat all the stuff that they ate in the movie. Yeah. So I'll leave that up to you. Well, I mean, the ultimate, you know. I mean, it, 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 cer- it certainly looks like it could be loads of fun. I mean, you get to pilot the uh, cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Um, what else? Uh, there's going to be other. Uh, uh, personnel dressed up as some of the characters like Chewbacca, for example. Um, there might be some R- some R two D two units and BB eights rolling around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like suppo- and, and there's also like one of the sets is going to be like this uh, hangar bay of a star destroyer. So you kind of feel like you're in the middle of the resistance and first order battles or something like that. Like, it's supposed to be like this all immersive experience. So go. Well, I mean, it's it's it's. I, I mean, uh, just go, just go. You know, if you're the Star Wars fan that you claim to be, you know, as AWOL put since, you know, those days when AWOL put you on the Star Wars. No, yeah. it's the other way around. I, yeah, I mean, you should be like ready. You know, you should be researching the the opening day right now and be ready to. I like the concept of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of an immersive uh, Star Wars theme park. Now, if you were talking to a 10-year-old me back in 1994, I would have been all over this like brown so on rice. be a fucking kid again. He ain't going to kill you. I would have been all over this like brown on rice. But, you know, 33-year-old me looks at it and goes, eh, that's, that's, that's fine. This looks like a fine time. That's but fine. I'm not going to go out of my way to, to visit it. I see. My, my cousin Eli just invited us. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hey, if, if, if it's his dollar, I'll go. All, all spend day. your own damn money. Stop, stop being cheap. Listen, man, I got You're bills and shit. <laughs> I do too. I do too. But yet, get the experience. I know. Just say, listen, I, I could. I've been there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. Full disclosure, too. Like, the truth is, like, there's I've, more to there's more to Star Wars than just the movies and the books. Well, the thing is, like, for me as a Star Wars fan, like, my cousin Eli just called you a cheap bastard. I am not a cheap bastard, okay? You don't know me, son. But but anyway, like as a Star Wars fan, it's like for me the main content, the main content, the one that ma- that really really truly truly matters are the films and the and the books, which are canon. Everything else is just like just you know just corporate commercialism. It's a good time, but well, why not? Just exp- just go for the experience, okay? Well, well, as I was gonna say, full disclosure, I've never been to Disney World. Me neither. Proper. Me neither. Um, one day, I, I still on my bucket list to go. Yeah. So, um, I mean, once this once this uh, park gets built in, I think twenty nineteen, it's gonna open. Okay, I'll I'll definitely, well, not definitely, but I'll try to make it a point to go there, you know, on someone else's dime because plane tickets are mad expensive. So and what? maybe I'll crash into the Star Wars hotel, which is how also much announced. is that? How, listen, let's add up the price of every single dollar that you have spent on those Criterion's and all in your collection, and it's probably equivalent to a plane ticket and a trip to Disneyland for that experience. Oh, that's different though. Is still, but yet you're still getting the experience. That's yo the the trust me, the experience is worth it. Okay, I mean, I'll, 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 wait. Well, I'll put that on my bucket list. All right, Thank if you. anything, Here yeah. And I, and shut up. I mean, don't, you have some faith, and then you know, I'll, there I'll, is faith. I'll, I'll it's ch- the size of a mustard seed. 
uh-huh. which can move a mountain. Right. But okay. it's still that small. Okay, Brother Carl. Uh, but yeah, so the, I'll chill into the Star Wars hotel. I'll, ch- I'll check in there, too. I mean, that sounds fun. Okay, the Kingdom Hearts trailer, what you think? Okay, Kingdom Hearts. How long have we been hearing about Kingdom Hearts 3? Like, for years, right? For years, correct. That's like the Duke Nukem Forever of action RPGs. You know what? I'm, it's the same treatment with uh, with The Last Guardian. I know. I was again. getting ready to say, I was like, watch you compare this to The Last Guardian. Right. And until I see a copy sitting on sitting on a store shelf, it's not real to me. You still haven't even bought The Last Guardian, huh? Yeah. As long as you have Jones for that and wanted to play it, you still never bought it? I, I, I lost interest. I, I'm not playing that, no. I, I lost interest. And Listen, Dr. Drake has still released Detox, and I'll probably still buy it and listen to it. But Even he, though Detox is completely, like, he kinda, shelved. Well, he kind of did. It Didn't he just rename it Compton? No, it's like a whole, it's like a whole completely, Compton is a whole completely different thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. If he decided to release that Detox mu- music, I, I'll still buy it. Oh, yeah, I, I, would, I would check it out. Um, but you got to rep box that last Guardian just to finally get your little Jones and just say, okay, listen, I finally waited. It, it finally came out. I finally played it. I'm probably still not going to be sold to the movie, to the game, because you kind of get a little close. You're setting your ways. You're kind of close-minded. So, well, and uh, you never know. You probably could actually enjoy it. I mean, I've read, I've read and watched uh, several reviews for the game, and none of them sound make me sound very eager to okay. even visit visit it. Um, I'd rather play the DBZ game, to be honest. I'm not even a fighting game aficionado. Uh, by the way, you still gotta you still gotta train up for for, uh, for uh, Tekken Seven. Yeah, I became yeah. Tekken Prime God. Oh, word! So that's like the last level of when you're fighting when you're doing the treasure battles. Mm. That's literally the max. Okay. And I actually had nothing to do that Friday. I'm just playing, and I'm just like, one, and I even Snapchatted like once I got the title. I'm like, damn, I really need to get out of the house. Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, you got to let me borrow your copy. So I, I, can, will, uh, I, will do, I will do that. Yeah. And I'll let you borrow Talladega Nights, which is another Will Ferrell, Adam McKay movie. I saw that. It was all right. All right. Adam, Talladega Nights is amazing. Yeah, it was okay. I'll I mean, put that on the line. Uh, I'll put that on the level as the other guys. Nah, I say other guys was much better. Oh, that was yeah, just, just I, I mean, but then again, it's been years since I've watched Talladega Nights. So. Oh, Talladega Nights. I'll yeah. still laugh at it. Yeah. But but yeah, um, uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, have you played the previous Kingdom Hearts games? I was never into it because it, it yeah. seemed like too much of a kitty kitty game for me. Well, I will say that the, the first game, the very first one for the PS two, that's the that's the only one you really need to play because that one really said everything that needed to be said because you get yeah. to play as a you know Square and Disney characters like a ma- ultimate mashup between okay. those two universes. Kingdom Hearts two, um, that's where the storyline get got way too convoluted and um, the sto- and the gameplay was way too easy on normal mode. And then, like, there was, like, a whole series of, like, spinoff games, which, unfortunately, you have to play to get the full story. And But the story itself is just so convoluted and ridiculous, it's, like, it's not even worth catching up on. So with Kingdom Hearts 3, it's, like, it's like way too little, way too late at this point. I don't know. There's people still holding, on, still holding on and still having faith. Well, I'll, I'll leave it to Aris. I mean, Aris is more of an RPG head, so I'll leave it to him to play it and give his... But she was always review. an RPG head. Yeah, well... Ars is a bit more of an RPG head than I am. Like oh. I've, like you know, but um, but so that's why I say that. I'll leave it to him to play it. Okay, what about the live action Aladdin film? Oh yes, when Steve. they cast Mina Masood, I hope I said that right. Yes, as Aladdin and Naomi Scott as Jasmine and Will Smith as the genie. 
Funny thing is, um, I follow Mustafa Ali and on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. So he actually po- he posted the article saying um, that Disney was struggling to find an Aladdin, and he just goes, <clears throat> like that was it. Oh yeah, I did. I did read about that. Yeah, like he was. He wanted. He, had, he expressed an interest in playing yeah. Aladdin. Why not? He's freaking what Pakistanian. Yeah, American. Pakistani American. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? He has the look. Maybe somewhat of the look, but. Yeah, and plus anything to escape the dead cruiserweight division, for sure. He had a good match last night against Drew Gulak. Oh, really? The oh. two out of three falls. It was so good. It was good. I, I'm going to have to watch that uh, after after the show. Um, but yeah. I, we've already expre- I've already expressed my feelings towards the cruiserweight division. Oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. I mean. Yeah, this is a, the latest uh, live action reboot. Yeah, as a child of the '90s, I wanted to be exact like the, like the original movie. Mm-hmm. I know it obviously can't happen because you know Robin Williams is no longer with us. Yep, R.I.P. Um, I mean, Will Smith is charismatic, so it could work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Disney's were they made miracles before, so why not? Yeah, I mean, Will Smith as a genie. I mean, that's hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm all for seeing this. You didn't put it on the dock. I should add out the Lion King footage that they released mm. like they're saying that it's like amazing yeah i haven't seen the footage they haven't released it oh, okay they yeah. it was literally strictly for like whoever was in there and i guess nobody could have like their camera phones out mm-hmm. i guess oh that's good and yeah, i wanted to see that yeah, we'll, get, we'll get an official release in the months to come i mean sure but i still want to see it well if if as a lion king fan i want to see that footage yeah, me too. And plus, like for me, Lion King is my favorite Disney film. It's the best Disney film. I agree. I think like that was at Disney's peak. Yeah, and Beauty and the Beast is a close second. Sure. Yeah, we, we can agree to disagree on that. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, trust me. I remember when on our trip to Nantucket, we had a huge debate. I don't know if he was there. That, I, yeah, I, I was there. It was Edward was there. Edward Dominguez was there. No, I think it was the whole crew was yeah. there, and we was at this restaurant, and it got into it. Pretty heated debate on what was what was the that. best like Disney movie. <laughs> I mean, Iris stood his ground with Beauty and the Beast. I stood my ground with Lion King. Mm. Um, it was pretty. It was memorable just because it was like so. It was so heated. It was. I enjoyed it. It was, and I will say that with the Lion King live action remake, if it if the CG is is anything like the Jungle Book, it's gonna be exactly like it. Woo! Oh, sign it's me up. gonna be like. I think their only complaint was like Baby Simba was a little too furry. Okay, well, I mean, hey, I'm I'm there because the Jungle. Book- I wanted the same exact, uh, but I'm so scared. I'm so scared for this remake that I, like, I really think they should just take the audio mm-hmm. from the first movie, yeah, and just put it in with the live action stuff, and we got a movie. <laughs> or just like, or just like recast Jeremy Irons as Scar. Yeah, I want the same exact cast. I mean, Matt Sinclair, who's the only one who's passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the movie, you know, she's no longer here, so she can't redo her lines. Yeah. I mean, James Earl Jones is reprising his role as Mufasa. Oh, okay. Um, Donald Glumbus, Glover is Simba. Oh, okay. All right. No, I want the same exact cast. Ooh. I don't want, literally, just give me the same exact thing just in live action. No. Nah. And I'll, I'll walk away happy as hell. Well, 
I mean, I, I want I want something different. I mean, you're gonna get something different. It's live action. Well, yeah, but I don't want the exact same retread just in a live action skin. It's, hey, it's because, safe, and I will still I will be I'll be happy as hell. See, see, you're the type of moviegoer that that Hollywood loves to cater to. Oh, I just want the exact same content just in the reskin. Yes, skin yes, cause because I'm afraid they're gonna ruin the. Fu- yeah, and I don't want to be they, challenged. And if they ru- yeah, and if they fucking ruin it, I'll be fucking pissed as hell i don't think they're gonna ruin it i mean look at the jungle book the jungle book live action remake was way better than the original animated film much better we're different times i bet you your parents who saw the the original as kids Mm -hmm. and then they saw this live action remake they would probably be like no i want my i wanted the original jungle book well i mean well you gotta it's a general it's a generational thing they will say it's like that well, there's some truth to that, but you know, The Lion King it has been readapted as a stage play, a Broadway musical that I still have yet to see. You know, um, I remember when I was at URI, there was this uh, dance this dance group that ha- that had their own um, rendition of The Lion King, which was really good. Um, I think it was Dance of Diversity or something like that. I forgot the. I forgot they the did name it. Roger Williams Middle School used to do. They used to do those as well. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was in I was in Hunchback. Oh, nice. Were you, did you play the Hunchback? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, Actually, friend of the show, Wilson, played the Hunchback. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. He played her, and I was actually cloping. Okay. The Gypsy King. Mm. But, you know, I haven't seen the Hunchback of Notre Dame. You never did? I've never seen it. I've never gotten around to seeing it. I, I think. I mean, I had to watch it for the sake of the play, but, yeah. like, it was I, cool. I think Netflix has the animated film. Uh, on there because they have a lot of Disney films on there too. So. Yeah, I think they got like a contract with Disney. Yeah, yep, yeah. I think we I, I did mention it on the show like a way way back. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll check it out at some point. But yeah, Lion King. I'm looking forward to that, and I think John Favreau, I believe, is directing it. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, then it's, it's uh, I'm automatically there because he did such an excellent job with the Jungle Book. And then you had a uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. The oh, behind. I saw you go on ahead. The behind the scenes presentation. Um. I have not seen this behind-the-scenes presentation because I don't want to watch any any Last Jedi footage, you know, before the film comes out. I don't want to. It's understandable. You know, I want to keep my experience on December fifteenth, or is it December fifteenth? I forget the exact date, but it's in December this year. You actually forget the last date. Yeah. I mean, the actual date. Yeah, I forget. I mean, coming when the Force Awakens coming up, you was counting down the days, the minutes, the hours yeah. to when. Well, you yeah. was counting down the days, and then once you got your ticket, it turned into the hours and minutes mm-hmm. and seconds and stuff. Don't worry. The, the countdown will be reinstituted, you know, in the fall, in the, in a mo- in the leading months to, uh, ahead. But, um, you know, I did see a, a little glimpse. I saw some of the posters. You did that countdown like almost a year in advance. I know I did. Well, yeah, because since the beginning of the podcast, yes, because we were getting a sequel trilogy. I never thought we would, and we did. And uh, but with the Last Jedi coming out, I mean, I saw the the um, the posters for it with the with the nice red and silver. I did see that. I like those, and they had one with Carrie with um, Carrie Fisher. I mm-hmm. was like, eh, shed a little tear. That was it. Yeah, you shed a tear. Slight tear. I mean, I'm not extra sensitive like you when I'm it comes not, to movies. I'm not. I'm not sensitive. You cried in Creed. I did cry in Creed. How could you not? So, Easy. You just don't fucking cry. <laughs> Rocky Balboa bearing his soul. Oh my gosh, that. There was another movie that you cried at too, that you actually explained on it. You admitted on the podcast that you cried. I couldn't remember it. Oh, Finding Dory. Yeah, you fucking wuss. Finding Dory. Yo, have you seen Finding Dory? No. Have you seen Finding Nemo? Yes, I fell asleep. I constantly fall asleep for Finding Nemo. Though. Oh man. 
but Finding Dory, it's I mean, Finding Nemo is a better film, but Finding Dory, the beginning where she where she's a kid and she loses her parents. Well, she she didn't die. Dead. You're but crying and like, freaking Finding Dory, but yet you're too old. You're too old to go to fucking Disneyland. Disney knows how to hit you in the feels, man, with their movies sometimes. And, and you know, Dory, but she's old, but you're too old to go to Disneyland. I never, to, I never said I was too old to go to Disney World. You just said, oh well. The ten-year-old me will go to a Star Wars theme park. Yeah, the thirty-three-year-old me, no. Well, no. Uh, uh, let me let me clarify that. I mean, like, I don't have as much as yeah. much in childlike enthusiasm to go into a to a theme park because you know I'm I'm an adult man. But that doesn't mean that oh, I would never go to a theme park at all. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the enthusiasm is not it's not as strong because I'm not a kid. Take, take it's that ass, simple. Man. I still want to go to Disneyland. I do too. I do too, man. I mean, I mean, I want to visit a uh, Pandora World, you know, the Avatar the World. Avatar thing? Yeah, I yeah. want to check that out too. You know, I mean, and I'm I, sure it's not just for kids. There's some adult shit that you can do there, apparently. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to, you know, have a couple of cold ones with Mickey Mouse. You know, you know, uh, do the Dougie with Goofy or whatever. You know, something. I want to have fun too. I want to live. I swear to God, if you actually do the Dougie with Goofy, <laughs> I swear to God, you better record that. Oh man, 2015. Um, so yeah, the last Jedi, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out until December when the film comes out. Understandable. Uh, the Infinity Wars trailer that they're not showing not a goddamn thing about. Mm-hmm. Not yet. God, yeah, I'm like, yo, they're, and they're saying that that's amazing. Yeah, um, from the, from the reported, from, I, I read reports about what, what the footage was. Apparently, um, the Guardians actually run into, um, who do they run into? The, the Avengers, right? I think it's just Thor. Or just Thor. Yeah, they run into Thor, and then they, they eventually meet up with the Avengers. Um, uh, apparently, Thanos is not the only villain. He has uh, the children of Thanos, which will be uh, working alongside him to conquer Earth. Um, hey, you know what? I'm all for it. I'm strapped in, ready. Um, I, I, I will I will say, though, that... Here we go. I, I will say that um, I know... Th- because because the my my enthusiasm i am i am enthusiastic that we're finally going to see the 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 culmination the beginning of the culmination of this whole mcu uh you know universe this 22 story arc this, this whole more yeah this whole 22 story arc that started with with iron man back in 08 i want to see some grit i know that it's been a little spoiled because because guardians uh, 3 has already been announced which is supposedly going to take place after the ev- events of infinity war yeah. so a lot of them. So, are, so I think it's so I think it's a safe assumption that all the guardians will survive uh, Avengers. I want to see some strong deaths. I want to see Thor die. I want to see Captain America die. I want to see Tony Stark get a hole in his chest and not recover. I want to see people. This is not cancer. I just want to see. I want to see yeah. Bruce Banner. You know, the the gamma radiation seep into his bloodstream and he dies of terminal cancer. I want to see some shit. I want to see some grit. There I want to see some. I want to see some 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 real drama and pathos. At the end, you know, I don't want I don't want Marvel and Disney to take the safe route all the way through the conclusion. This twenty two episode, this twenty two film, I was gonna say episode, this twenty two <laughs> film arc that we have seen since 08, We need to see some some strong deaths that stick, uh, a strong exclamation point to what we've seen all these years. You got Yandu, but no, a supporting character. I want I want some main character deaths. All right, main character deaths. All right, I, I I want there to be irrevocable damage to the MCU. I want Spider Man to develop PTSD when Homecoming Two arrives and when that kicks off the next MCU uh, uh, phase. 
all right? I want him to struggle with nightmares for the rest of his life. I want him to see therapy, okay? You need to see therapy. You're so dark. Like, you you are so dark. Did you just listen to yourself? Listen, I'm- You are dark. You are a dark individual. I am not a dark individual. I mean, You I'm- just said that you want all this horrible shit. Well, yeah, because here, you're, you're a dark individual. Because here's the thing: for for like we've seen Marvel take the safe route time and again, but with the Infinity Wars, with the culmination of everything that we've seen, we need to see some strong deaths. We need to see some 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 drama, some trauma, some trauma that will give kids nightmares and tears for years to come. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna go take it to that degree. Because I mean, well, remember, this is Disney. Family, it's a family company. Say what you want. It, it it is a family company. ESPN is owned by Disney. They ain't swearing up a storm and all that. <sighs> like it's just you'll get you'll probably get some deaths, but not to the point where like kids are gonna need therapy for you know the shit that you want. Well, you're not gonna get that. Well, I'm not saying you we- may get some deaths, but you're not gonna get all that. Well, I'm not saying we should turn it into a combination of Raw and the Neon Demon. I'm not saying we need to go. That's that exactly what the fuck you're saying. But you know, you know, here's the line. Just, just put a put a pinky toe, a pinky toe, uh, uh, one foot over the line. That's all I'm asking for. Just one foot over the line. We'll see what we get. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, I didn't watch any of these. Uh, were there trailers released for Incredibles two, Tony? Toy Story Four and uh, no, there were just announcements. Oh, okay, um, yeah. probably, Well, I'll probably see Incre- I'll see Incredibles Two because I like the first one. Oh yeah, the first one is great. Uh, Incredibles Two comes out June 15, twenty eighteen. Toy Story Four comes out uh, June twenty first, twenty nineteen, and uh, a Pixar film called Coco comes out uh, later this year, November. Hmm. Um, we shall see. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, D twenty three in a nutshell. Um, like I said, uh, hey, I want to I want to see some darkness in the Disney universe, just a little bit. Not gonna happen. Yeah, well, uh, well. Speaking of darkness, um, we do have uh, two um, two high profile passings uh, uh, which tr- transpired this uh, past weekend. Yeah, I'll let you take those. Uh, the first one was the legendary uh, and influential f- horror filmmaker George Romero. Uh, who passed away uh, uh, this past Sunday at the age of 77 in Toronto uh, after battling lung cancer. Uh, George Romero, he was known for such influential uh, horror films as Night of the Living Dead, his debut feature, uh, Dawn of the Dead in in 1978, which was remade by Zack Snyder in 04, his original version of The Crazies, uh, this this horror film called Martin, and Creepshow. And he also directed uh, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and his final directorial feature, Survival of the Dead, uh, back in 2009. Uh, George Romero, this, was a, this is a, a, a huge loss in, the, in the, not only the film world, but also the geek world, because you know, George Romero gave birth to the whole zombie genre. You know, if it wasn't for George Romero, you would not have The Walking Dead. You would not have Zombieland 28 Days Later. You would not even have Resident Evil. So. Yeah. So yeah, an, an enormous loss, but hey, you know his his influence a, on cinema. Pioneer, yeah. Respect, I, I respect. I'll give respect when respects due. Absolutely, and um, I really want to see Dawn of the Dead, uh, the original again. Um, hopefully, we'll get a Blu-ray re-release because unfortunately that's out of print and it's hard to find. Oh really? Yeah, um, and I haven't seen Zack Snyder's remake, but I heard that was actually pretty good. Um, and then we have the second uh, uh, high-profile passing, uh, Martin Landau, uh, who uh, died Saturday in Los Angeles. 
Los Angeles at the age of 89. Uh, he was best known for starring in the Mission Impossible TV series in the late 60s, as well as uh, Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest, uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors uh, with Woody Allen, and his Oscar-winning role as Bella Lugosi in Tim Burton's Ed Wood in uh, 1994, which he won an Oscar for. Uh, yeah. Wasn't George the Animal Steel in that movie? Yeah, he was. Okay, yeah. I remember watching that in class. Yeah, uh, Ed Wood, uh, it's a great film, and Martin Landau, that was an awesome performance as Bella Lugosi. There's one scene where it's like, all right, let's shoot this fucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, respect to Martin Landau and Romero. All right. Uh, Atari releases first new images of the Atari box console. The system will be able to play classic and current gaming content and will feature HDMI output for USB inputs and an SD card slot. A wood grain edition and red and black edition of the console will also be sold. Mm. The Atari box. It's the first like system in what? Twenty oh. something years? Oh like oh, almost twenty five years. Yeah. yeah since sure. I don't know. I have to I have to see what the content is first. Yeah. Um I mean with an HDMI output, I mean it stands to reason that they're gonna I don't know if they're gonna if it's gonna compete on the level of the PS four and the Not at all. I'll say that to you right then, and I will call it right now. They will not be able to compete. Well, well, we haven't we haven't seen any specs for it. I mean, uh, not a goddamn thing. We are way too invested. We are way too invested in our PS4s and Xboxes. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Not gonna happen. I mean, if it's hey, if it's not, hopefully it'll be more Dreamcast and less Jaguar. Um, but the but from the images that I've seen of the console itself, there's no visible uh, optical drive. So I don't know if it's going to be all dig- digital downloads, which would be a bold step. But um, as far as gaming delivery goes, but hey, you know what? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Atari has up their sleeve. Did they say what the controllers look like? Uh, no, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't released what the controls look like. But the original joystick. Oh man, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean. Gaming's too advanced for just the, the simple joystick, though. It is, it is, but why not? I don't know. Yeah. They probably would do that for the original games, mm-hmm. just for maybe like as a novelty item. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll see. More to come. And then uh, last headline here: uh, Quentin Tarantino. He's working on his next film, and it's going to be about the uh, Manson family murders. Uh, Tarantino wrote the screenplay, and he will be directing this currently untitled uh, Manson project. And uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Lawrence uh, have been approached to star in the film. Uh, The shooting is planned for next year. Uh, Details of the project are scarce, but one of the stories centers on Sharon Tate, who is the actress and wife of director Roman Polanski. Uh, Sharon Tate was murdered, brutally murdered, by Charles Manson and his followers in 1969, and it was an infamous uh, crime case. Um, if the Manson film becomes Tarantino's next project, uh, this will be his first film that is based on true events. Isn't, isn't Charles Manson supposed to be like getting out soon? I heard about that. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been serving a life sentence since the, since '69. Uh, man, um, I will say with uh, this will probably be, and this is really say something. This will probably be Tarantino's darkest feature yet, and he's made nothing but Dar- yeah. gritty films, gritty crime dramas, and whatnot. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what Tarantino can bring to the true crime genre since this will be his first film I, based I, on true events. I, I would go see it. I mean, I'll definitely I'll definitely see it. I mean, because like Tarantino has not made a bad film. I mean, uh, yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, um, Kill Bill was dope. Yeah, Kill Bill was dope. Um, like, Pulp what, Fiction's a classic. 
of course. Uh, Jackie Brown's my my ultimate favorite. Didn't he do original? No, he didn't do original gangsters. No, no, no um, he did Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, and he also uh, directed uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, Django. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I will. Man, Django Unchained. I will say that, like, if 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 I was if I was writing a, a, a slave revenge narrative, that's how I would write it. <laughs> it, it, it just it means just just seeing slave slave owners get shot the hell up makes me smile. Because racism. you know, I just really like thought of um, the Chappelle show skit where yeah. the player hit his shot to the slave master. Oh yeah, <laughs> they just looped the footage of Chappelle shooting that slave master in the chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, those are all the headlines this week. Now to the main event. Yes. We are talking about Game of Thrones Season 7. The Season 7 premiere entitled Dragonstone. I showed up late to work just to watch that. That's what's up. That's the way to do it. Um, I I got home um, after work. And at 10 o'clock, I fired up HBO now. And I had a whale of a time. Watching this, yeah, he uh, texted me pretty late. I'm like, you're just now watching it. I wanted to smack you, but well, then I remembered that you had to work. Yeah, I had the tutorials. At, at I literally TV. like remembered that the second that I pressed send. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck but, is wrong with you? I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, send. Yeah. Oh shit, he had to work. Yeah, of course, man. Hey, take it how you take that text how you want it, Vic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh. But yeah, um, we're going to be spoiling the hell out of this uh, show. And if you're one of those uh, fans that, for some reason, don't watch the show out of general principle, then, well, sucks to be you. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I put up a status uh, that night, which I I actually had a good time reading. um, So I said, the hood is talking about power. Mm -hmm. The nerds are talking about Game of Thrones. Which side are you on? And I got the best of both worlds on that one. I was enjoying it. I thought it was hilarious. Okay, yeah. Maybe we'll get into some of those responses later on. I hope so. Um, but yeah, uh, Dragonstone, uh, it follows follows the events, the, the devastating events of the uh, last uh, season six's uh, finale, The Winds of Winter. And um, man, Queen Cersei is, is on the Iron Throne now, and uh, nothing is holding her back. You know, the, the one thing that was tethering what little shred of humanity she had were her kids. Uh, Tommen. Uh, Tommen. Tommen. Tommen, who was way too soft, way too soft for the world of Westeros, um, committed suicide after seeing uh, his his wife and uh, the the High Sparrow blown to bits, ah, which was so good, so satisfying. Um, I love Marjorie, maybe because I just got a little thing for Natalie Dormer. Oh yeah, she's fine. But I was like, God damn, that shit was kind of dope. It was. That shit was dope. Yeah, it it was a necessary a necessary sacrifice, you know, um, because the high sparrow was you know way out way too out of control. Yeah, and mind you, he was there because Cersei, you know, allowed allowed it. But now Cersei's on the Iron Throne, and there's nothing holding her back. Um, and now we have Jon Snow, the King of the North. King of the North. Yes, uh, he's uh, starting to take the reins, and we have Arya Stark. Beginning, yo, that opening scene oh. was like I cheered, yeah, like I literally jumped, I literally jumped, I was like, oh shit, that was fucking dope. like I, yo, I literally marked out of that mm-hmm. opening scene, like like when I was watching it, cause I cause you know in in, in season six she slit Walder Frey's throat, right, 
and that was so satisfying. So when I saw Walter Frey, you know, with all this, I, I knew exactly where it was going to go. I'm like, but even then, like she literally, because I rewatched the episode before before we came here, like she mm-hmm. really did just drop slight hints mm-hmm. if you noticed that what she was saying. So you could tell, like. She had the, you know, she had the many face God's powers, but like yep. he was, she was posed at him for like two weeks. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's like, so she's like, it's been so in two weeks you had met, we've had our second feast, mm-hmm. and then after a while, you know, he's talking, she's talking as him, and then he's like, so you you killed an innocent mother and a pregnant child, you know, pregnant, a mo- woman. pregnant woman with child. And you mm-hmm. slid an innocent woman's throat. Mm-hmm. Drink up to that. They all started drinking and stuff. And I'm obviously paraphrasing. Yeah. And then, like, you could, so yeah, those certain words that he was throwing in, they're like, okay, that really didn't sound like Walder, but then it mm-hmm. kind of did just to give more graphic details. Like, yes, yeah. you guys did this shit. You guys are savages, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once the girl started drinking the wine, he's like, I am not wasting wine on a woman. And then they kind of, she kind of gave her that look. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you start seeing people, you know, everybody dying and whatever. And then once it revealed it was her. Yeah. And the what the way she walked out, the face that she made too when she was walking out, and I'm like, you savage bitch, I love you. Yeah, I, I even posted on Facebook like, let it be known that Arya it's Stark is a motherfucking G. Oh, she's about yeah, she was about that. Like she had, oh, she yes. got a list. She has a whole. She list? got a list. Yep, but she keeps and repeating. She's taking names. Oh yeah, she is. She's sweet. taking it, especially once she got Needle back, and she was like, listen, I got a list, mm-hmm. and then just slowly slapped, stu- you know, stabbed him in the throat. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, I always loved Arya. Yeah, and then like and was... Iris's daughter too. Like, I got love for her. <laughs> and uh, and later on in the episode where she runs into that uh, Lannister camp the, of, of soldiers, yes. and then she makes a joke that oh, I'm off to to the south to kill the queen, and they all just didn't. They all just laugh at her because they thought it was so ridiculous. But yeah, they didn't know it. Yeah, but they yeah. don't know. They but don't she, know Arya. But, but she was dead She's ass. Capable. She was dead ass. She She's is like, capable. Mm-hmm. And um, and speaking of that scene, there was some, there was some hullabaloo about that on on social media. Yeah, Ed Sh- I had no problem with Ed Sheeran. I like I like I like Ed Sheeran. Like I li- I like his music. Um, I watch his Breakfast Club um, interviews, and I'm like, he's an enjoyable human being. Hmm. And um, so I mean, as I was watching it, like I'm hearing the singing, I'm like, I said Sharon. Then I saw I'm like, oh shit, it's Ed Sheeran. Oh, okay. So everybody's thinking, like, all right, another you know musical cameo because there's been lot of lots of cameos way before, mm. but I guess people felt like his time was too long. Yeah. Well, you know, like I didn't, even, I have no idea. I had no idea who Ed Sheeran was. So when I when I saw him you turn around, I had no idea who he was. So I thought it was just just some random Lannister soldier. Don't thinking out loud. Shape of you. Never heard of those songs. You never heard Shape of You, especially right now. You have not heard Shape of You. Nope. I'm in love with the shape of you. I don't listen to the radio, so Jesus I have not Christ. heard it. Hey, nothing. nothing you need to leave your damn house. Hey, hey I, I got Spotify, all right? I, I got Spotify, all right? Relax. Slow your roll. I know, I know new music. I know what's hip and trendy. Yeah. You need to have to see that. <laughs> <laughs> to do it. But, um,. Yeah, but it got so bad mm-hmm. that Ed Sheeran got off of Twitter for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah. D- he, like, he deleted his account? 
I'm not sure if he deleted it. I just I'm only going by what I saw in headlines. But he got off of Twitter for a little while and then came back on like probably like last night. Oh wow, man! You know I think I think maybe that that whole back even though I I had no idea who he was I think that backlash was just way overblown. It's just a simple cameo. That's all. Yeah, there may be more to it. I'm not sure, but like I think it's going to be just a simple cameo and everybody's just going ballistic over nothing. Mm. But it could open the floodgates because there are a lot of celebrities who are Game of Thrones fans mm-hmm. that probably will go in. Like, for instance, a lot of people will definitely hate this. I remember having a conversation with a friend of the show, Furman, yesterday yeah. about this. Beyonce is a huge Game of Thrones fan. Oh, okay. Like, to the point where Jay-Z got her, for their anniversary, Jay-Z bought her one of um, the dragon's eggs from the actual set. Wow. It's amazing what you can do if you're a billionaire. You exactly. Have, you can have the whole world. But yeah, yeah, that was like his, his anniversary gift. I know DJ Envy and his wife, Gia, mm-hmm. they, he mentions all the time that he's a Game of Thrones fan. Yep. But I mean, so he's like, oh... Open the floodgates. We're gonna have a whole bunch of like singers making cameos that mm-hmm. probably won't need it, mm-hmm. and I I doubt it'll it'll reach to that degree. It could happen, mm-hmm. but I doubt it will get to that. I would doubt it will get it will yeah. get to that. Yeah, it's like a like a slippery slope argument. I mean, next thing you know, like you'll have a you'll have like a what a couple of podcasters begging to get on the show because they're Game of Thrones fans, right? There's no rule. There's no role for me in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, you could be like, um, like, severed head number three on a pike. No, I don't want to do that. I at least just want, I just want to like walk and look at the camera and keep it moving. <laughs> I'll be happy with that. Oh man, I mean, hey, I, I would, I would just love to just be a fly on the wall in the set. That'd be cool. Yeah, but just a little, I'll be an extra. Yeah, I mean, Tori Holt was in The Walking Dead as a, as a walker. Who's Tory Holt? He play. He used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. that no, is. not Tory Holt. Freaking um, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was. Heinz Ward. Oh, he's the ketchup guy, right? No, no. God damn it, Victor. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, it was just that was just a. For somebody who has, who doesn't have any kids, that was an awful dad joke. I know. <laughs> but yeah, Heinz, um, Ward, Heinz Ward was in The Walking Dead as a walker. Okay, I got you. Well, speaking of walkers, how about them White Walkers though? Oh, they mean business. Winter yeah. is here, man. They mean business. And now yeah. they got giants on this side. Yeah, zombie giants, dude. <sighs> That's and oh, I can't like uh that well, so we saw like a brief scene of them marching towards the camera in that mist. You saw some giants up in there, and then you had Bran Stark, Bran and um who's the uh, Mina Me- Mina Reed. They finally arrive at the wall. Yeah. And we have the new uh Lord Commander apparently, uh Edison Tollett. Uh, greeting them at the gates, um, man. I, I, since I want to see, I mean, eventually the White Walkers are gonna make make their way through Westeros. So, we're, I'm expecting a, a full on epic uh, standoff oh, it's, at yeah. the Wall alone, and that kind of bleeds into. And I, I, I also want to see where Bran is gonna go from here as well. He's he's he's, he's basically the new Third Eye Raven. By default. he is the Third Eye. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. the Third Eye. Yeah, he took on that response. Yeah. He's like, I'm. If you see the highlight, if you saw the highlights from the previous episodes, he's like, I'm the third high Raven now. Yeah. So I want to see like you know how. Oh man, I, I just want to see how much of his visions will come to pass. Um, but that also that also segues into uh, Winterfell, which has been uh, taken back uh, from the from the douchebag Ramsay Bolton and the flayed people. 
uh, Sansa Stark and Jon Snow sitting at the table trying to rally the North to fight against these walkers. That little girl, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Lyanna. Yo, she is. She's probably just as bothered as Arya. Oh yeah, she is. She is completely. She's stern as fuck. She plays yeah. no games. None. Yeah, uh, Lyanna. I love that. Lyanna Mormont. Yeah, because you know, ten year old girl who's forced to take be the head of the family. Because Jorah's somewhere, you know, suffering from a grayscale. We'll get to him later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, dude, she, like, this, I can tell, like, there's going to be a Jonso-Sansa conflict brewing. Oh, yeah. Like, season, it started yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. in that episode, but it's like, I can see, like, he's going to, she's going to be undermining, undermining his authority, like, over and over and over again. Yeah, because like she expressed concern about um about Snow about John Snow, you know, you know, asking those two kids to swear uh, to pledge their allegiance to to his to his uh his house. Right. And um she's she's expressing some concerns about that. It's like no, they need to be punished. And then she even she even tells them that you know she basically says that you know Ned, their father Ned and and their brother Rob died stupidly. They died for stupid reasons. She, she didn't say it in those words, but that was like the gist yeah. of what she was saying. It was like, you need to be, I know you're the leader, you're, you're the king of the north, but you need to be smarter than them to survive. Yeah. And she even told him, since he even told him, like, be warned, Cersei, Cersei is also a threat to the south, and she's demanding you to bend the knee. And then Jon Snow, to be so dismissive, like, yeah, Cersei, who cares? No. But then she's like, yeah, because yeah, she experienced it. Them two can't work hand in hand, but there's going to be some conflict. Yeah, es- they- especially with Littlefinger, Peter Baelish. Oh, he's still trying to smash. He's still trying to sm- smash Sansa. Oh, such a cre- creep factor. The creep he's factor is on some R. Kelly shit right now. Oh, my God. And R. Kelly is in some shit right now. I know. Like, I expect Chris Hansen to make a cameo on that show. Be like, would you mind <laughs> having you a seat over would there? Would you have a seat? <laughs> what are you thinking? I used to love that show. <laughs> Oh my god! I love that show. It was so great. It was uh, so common. And then once we gave South Park did the cameos, did the spoof on it, it mm-hmm. made me watch that show even more. But yeah. even it, but then again, back to Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, he yeah he's so he's so creepy about it. He's really trying. He's really trying to be mad slick with it too. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I think it's gonna happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I really do think. There have been worse things that happen in Game of Thrones. It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. There have been. But they're like not, I mean, they're not going to show it or anything, but it's like you can tell like somehow, some way, it's going to happen. Santa is going to need something mm-hmm. from Littlefinger, and that's the only way she's going to get it. it she, she is going to sacrifice herself mm-hmm. and... I can, I can, okay, that, that, that is not, that is possible, but I'm at the same time, I'm wondering if the, the, the producers and the writers will risk that because, you know, you know, the political climate being what There's it is. There's in the show. I mean, well, there is, obviously, but people are going to bitch and moan like nobody's business. Like, oh my God, Sansa, she's not an empowered woman. She's selling herself out, this and that, blah, blah. You're going to, you're going to hear those kind of rhetoric on all fronts, man. It'll happen. It'll happen. They, they, they took risks before like that. They, yeah. like I said, they shown in they shown incest. Granted, mm-hmm. the actors weren't related and all that, but they shown it. Oh yeah, of course. You know, with uh, Jamie and Cersei's nasty asses. Yeah. yeah. Um. But um. Speak now. Now, now speaking of uh, Jon Snow and uh and and his and his deal, you know, working with the wildlings. What about my boy Tormund? 
Tormund, you know, giving giving uh, Brienne of Tarth the eye. Oh, he's trying to smash that Amazon. <laughs> like, there's no tomorrow. And Brienne's just looking at him like, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> he, he He's probably that type that loves that, like, dominatrix love. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude. She's a big woman. I mean... I mean, it could happen, but uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 people are trying to like what they call ship. They're trying to ship them so hard. Like, is it so Brienne and uh, Tormund? So is it Bremund or Torren? I, I don't know what the couple yeah, name would be uh, called. Yeah, but, oh no! Please don't let that. Happen. Don't lose. Yeah. Don't do all that. No. Yeah, but uh, but you know, I guess it's just like funny fan service. You know who had me freaking dying in that episode? Oh, you're in Greyjoy. You're oh, this this dude. He was throwing some prince like shade to mm-hmm. Jamie, and I thought it was freaking dope. Like he was like, like he was trying to propose the alliance and actually propose to Cersei, and he's like, I mean, I have a thousand ships and two good hands. Oh man, I was like, oh, <laughs> you can see if if looks could kill, Jamie would have killed him right there with a with that. One oh stare. yeah, definitely. And then she oh, and then man. she declined. She goes, "You're not trustworthy. Hmm. You killed your brother." You should try it sometime. Oh yeah, you might like it. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, urine. He, he's a dude who just like I was like I was like the I was like the super hot fire videos when it was like oh, mm-hmm. like it, I mean I thought it was hilarious. It it was like, like some like, prince like shade. Absolutely, and and urine, mind you, he's a bit insane himself. He's oh yeah a, yeah he killed his yeah he has killed his brothers. So. Yep, and he has a strong messiah complex. Oh yeah. And and the iron and he's walking around like he's Captain King shit too. Yeah, and mind you, the Ironborn. When you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, the Ironborn ain't shit. They really ain't shit. Nah, nah, not compared to like all the other armies and stuff. No, and they're like tiny island. Like like Cersei can just go in there and just like crush them at any time she wants, which is possible. Yeah. But yeah, she says that he's gonna get a gift for her. Hmm. He's gonna get it. I don't know if it means like somebody. Like like high profile information, or maybe somebody who was affiliated with the Lannisters. Keep get. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move yeah. on. Let's yeah. Go, let's move on. We'll, t- we'll table um, that for a little bit. Um, the Hound. Ah, uh, Sandor Clegane. Yeah, he's on his uh, redemption quest right now. Yeah. Yeah, like he hit, he saw he saw a little bit a little bit of happiness, just a small glimmer when he met that uh that Septim and his uh merry band trying to build that church, and they all got killed. Yeah. Ian McShane with his brief uh, blink and you miss it cameo, <laughs> and yeah, what do you think about that whole storyline with him? And um, well, when he got to the house, like I had to watch the dead bodies. I saw the dead bodies. I'm like, that's that father and daughter that sheltered him in Arya for that's, the night. That's right. I think it was that's in the fourth or fifth season. Yeah, it was one of yeah. those. Pre- yeah, one of those previous seasons. Yeah, and that's how you know. And they, they asked him, like, did you know them? And he was like. Kinda, yeah. Like he gave them a proper burial. Yeah. So yeah. you saw some type of human humanity in him because mm-hmm. he's pretty much like a hard ass. Oh, absolutely. Like so, it's like you saw. Yeah, you was able to see some little bit. It's very little bit. I'm very little humanity that he has. Yeah. But it's there. Yep. And then he started getting the visions in the flames. Yeah. And and mind you, like he has a strong fear and aversion to flame for obvious reasons. Yeah. His face. So he saw a vision. Um, what did, what exactly did he see again? That the White Walkers were coming. Yeah. He saw what he basically told us about the first season and the first 
scene in the first season of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. that the White Walkers were coming. Oh yeah, yeah, and oh man, I, I just I just can't imagine seeing uh, the Hound uh, Clegane going head up against one of those White Walkers. Oof, that's gonna be a brutal fight. Yeah, and. You know, uh, but what do you make of um, uh, Beric Dondarrion, the the guy who just cannot die? You gotta refresh on my memory. I'll he's a he's a dude with the uh, he he leads that Brotherhood Without Borders, and he has a, the the one eye missing. He has a oh, like, I didn't like, pay him like, no mind. Like the hound, I really didn't pay him any mind though. Like the Hound killed him once, and then he just resurrected. Well, that's a reference to because um. They, because you know, they worship that Lord, that Lord of Lights. Yeah, the Lord of Light. Yeah. So like he, you know. Yeah. I know it has like some type of connection to that, to where like he was resurrected by that Lord of Light. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But honestly, I really didn't pay him too much mind. Mm. Like I'm uh, like like for me, I'm wondering what his ultimate end game is. If it's to sort of like. Um, impose his will or his somehow some way i think he's gonna make some type of sacrifice yeah we'll we'll, we'll see that's what that's my guess hmm. yeah and that kind of reminds me if they're gonna ever bring back uh melisandre oh yeah she ain't going nowhere yeah i mean she ain't going nowhere but i will say though davos is ready to kill her oh yeah yeah because like the fact that she that she killed that she willingly helped sacrifice uh stannis baratheon's daughter shireen yeah at this burned her at the stake you don't walk away. You don't come back from that. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's going to die. Mm. But it's going to be... Mind you, she's old as dirt. <laughs> yeah, when she took off that necklace, I was so... Like, I was like, really? I'm and she Then she took off that necklace. Like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. That hurt. Yeah, it's like a Instagram filter, real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh! How about a uh, a Samuel Tarley? On his I felt so bad for him. Soup and poop, baby. Oh my god! Like, and what the thing was is like the food that he was serving looked just like the shit. I, exactly. And I, I just felt so bad for him. I was like, oh my god, he's really like sacrificing. Hell, he's sacrificing a lot mm. for Jon Snow, but mm. he's getting the job done. Yes. He found what he was looking for when he snuck in into that restricted area in the library. Yep. And then he found that dagger, which is going to be explained in an Easter egg that I found, mm-hmm. um, courtesy of popculture.com. Yep. And he, I, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of him. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid for him because he's, he, he's going to get fight. Like, they're going to find out yeah. that he went into that restricted area. Although I think he may have some backup with um, Jim Broadbent's character, Archmaster Ebros, who actually believes him. Yeah, but yeah, maybe some, but probably yeah. not enough. And then, um, oh man, what's the dude's name who Khaleesi friend zoned? Um, Jorah. Mormont. Jorah, who fucking scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah, he's in one of the cells. Yeah, and I'm like, and that gray scale has gotten so much worse. Yeah, his whole arm is just yeah, his whole arm is just gray. Yeah, and then like he, um, I think if anything, if he does make it out alive, it's gonna be because of him. Because mm. he's gonna lead him back. That he's somehow that's gonna lead him back to Daenerys. Yeah, and we'll get to her in, in a bit too. Like, like, but but that makes me wonder though. Like, he, I I I hope that if they if they 
if they somehow work together, Samuel, uh, uh, Samuel and uh, Jorah. I hope Samuel doesn't get the grayscale himself because I, it looks seems pretty damn contagious. Contagious, yeah. Yeah. I doubt. It. I doubt it'll happen. Yeah. But man, uh, Samuel, he's he's putting in that work, man, trying to get as much information as he can, and he discovered that a uh, dragon scale is the was the one material that can kill a White Walker, and and guess who happens to be sitting on a whole supply of it? Yeah, Daenerys. But you know what? And that, and that leads us to the the final scene, which I thought was just so masterfully done because the whole see the whole series is working up to this very moment where you see Daenerys aka Khaleesi's um and and her and Tyrion and everybody her whole army they approach the beach Daenerys uh embarks off the boat she's on the beach she kneels down and she grabs just a little piece of the sand it's like ah oh, she's finally home yeah that's it yeah that no dialogue they just march up to the uh to Dragonstone and you see the 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 stone throne, and then you see the 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 war room with the with the table, the Westeros shaped table, mm-hmm. and then she goes, "Shall we begin?" That girl got paid two million dollars to say three words. Hey, Tyrion got paid two million dollars to not say a damn thing. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, yo, yo, my girl Khaleesi's yo, she be putting in that work since day one. She's on her day one ish. She earned that two million, son word oh i'm not i am definitely not disputing that oh not at all but i was like shit's about to shit's about to go down i mean yeah she's got she's definitely about to go down these these next two seasons which is basically book seven seven season seven and eight are gonna be book seven so we're gonna get like some longer episodes some longer hour and a half episodes yeah and this episode was like just just a little over an hour like 68 no it was 59 minutes 59 minutes okay yep because i made it just in time by the time it came on it was 10 o'clock I had to get to work. Oh, okay. Because I was supposed to be at work for 10 o'clock. Oh, I got you. So I'm like, yep, be a few minutes late. Luckily, I live like five minutes away from my job. Mm. But like, like, yep, I'm on my way a few minutes late. Yeah. And They're uh, like, what you showing up late for? To watch a TV show. <laughs> Game of Thrones. They understand. I was actually, actually, I, because I work two jobs, mm-hmm. I left work a half hour early mm-hmm. just to catch it <laughs> from one job and then got in, showed up late to another one. Hey, that's what's up. That's the way to do it. And I'll tell them, too. And I'll tell them, they're like, why are you leaving early? Well, season premiere Game of Thrones? Hey. Why'd you show up late? Season premiere Game of Thrones? Hey. They know, yeah, they kind of know how I am. Oh, yeah. It's a a legit reason, for sure. Although my boss who did, um, I think I told you this story before. Um, The funny story was uh, that he was at one of the houses I was working at and Harry Potter was on. Mm. So he's like, oh, my God. I would stay here just to watch Harry Potter. And I said, you know, I have not watched that one Harry Potter movie. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me the most utmost serious face and said, you are an awful person. Mm-hmm. And I hope you burn in hell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's absolutely right. He's not wrong in that assessment. Jesus Christ. I wasn't into it. I just <laughs> was not into it. Well, when Harry Potter first came on, I was a B-boy. I was a full-time B-boy at that. Well, I will. I mean. That was my, that was my thing back in the day. I mean. Now that I'm cool. a retired B-boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe. Well, when you say retired b-boy, that means you can't do the moves anymore. I can, but to a certain extent. Oh, so you're like the Undertaker, but with more mo- mo- mobility. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, it was right there. I had to grab it. it the, 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 the joke was right there. I just had to grab it, swish, you know. Uh, but hey, at, at least you can walk down a, a long aisle, but uh, and not and not have to emerge halfway. But uh, but yeah, you know. 
Who the fuck's uh, your favorite wrestler? Your all time, who's your all time favorite wrestler? All time favorite. Damn. That's that's a the hard one that's loyal. The one that you have stood loyal to. You know that's that's a hard question because for me, I've never had one favorite all time favorite all time wrestler. So I really can't say. You're an awful human being. Well, we've already dis- we've already established that you're an awful human being. I'm not awful. I'm lovable. Okay. But uh I tolerate you. <laughs> tolerate. Anyway, yeah, yeah, keep hating, son. I'm going to keep shining, but you know, uh getting back to to my homegirl Daenerys, you know, she's got a whole army behind her, the Unsullied, three dragons, yeah. part of the Ironborn led by um Theon, well, not Theon, but her, her, his sister Yara. Right. Um, I'm concerned about my boy, about Theon, though. I, I mean, Theon I, Greyjoy. I'm a yeah, Reek. Well, former Reek. Now, now Theon. I mean, but I, I'm a little concerned for him. He's already fucked up. He's fucked up. He's I mean, castrated. He is, he is fucked up. Yeah. yeah. True. I mean, he's gonna die soon. Well, I mean, I, either he's going to sacrifice himself or by some miracle he's going to survive long enough to get Yara to the, her throne, the Ironborn throne, and then he'll maybe like wander the wilderness or cast himself into the sea. You know, I'm a little concerned for him, though. I feel for him. Even though he did a lot of dirty shit. Tons st- of dirty shit. Yeah. I still feel for him because he didn't, he shouldn't have gone through all that. But, uh, but and, and he can't enjoy strip clubs anymore. But anyway, um, what I'm really looking forward to now that Daenerys is, has touched landfall uh, back in Westeros, the I want to see what's going to come of her, her eventual meeting. Her strategy. Well, her not, strategy alone. That's what I want to yeah. see. Her strategy co- combined with uh, Cersei Lannis- the Lannister and the King's Landing, their army, what little there is, the Jon Snow's army, army, the King of the North, and 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 also the the Night's Watch, um, also. But but what's, what 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 most intrigues me though is when are we going to see the 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 meeting between Jon Snow and Daenerys? Because because Jon Snow is a Targaryen himself and, it's a, and an actual going Stark. Going to end that way. My prediction is they're gonna fuck and then they're gonna realize that they're related. Because remember they don't know. They don't know. I think well well okay with 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 uh, Jon and and Daenerys what's their relation? Their aunt and nephew. Okay, so so Daenerys is his aunt. Right. Okay, gotcha. Um, but but they don't know they don't know that yet. Well, I th- I think I I don't th- I don't think that we're gonna get some incest thingy with, between them. I hope I not. Think it, it's I think it's gonna happen. No, I, they're I, gonna uh, at least draw some type of like attraction to each other. I swear they're gonna they they're gonna smash each other. They're gonna smash each other, and they're gonna find out. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is going to be no smashing involved. Well, a smashing of a different kind, smashing of their enemies. But I think that... Oh, that's going to happen too. Bro. Yeah. But I think what's going to happen is like maybe there might be some mutual attraction. Maybe not Maybe not on a romantic level, but they don't know exactly why. They can't articulate why. But then eventually they're going to discover their true relation in, in some shocking moment. Maybe maybe Jon Snow has, discovers that he has an he's impervious to fire just like a Targaryen is. And then maybe from there, I'll be like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Oh my God, you're not a bastard. You actually are a Stark and a Targaryen. What's this? I think, I think we're going to, and, and then maybe that will lead to, will lead to some kind of power struggle between Jon Snow and Daenerys. I can see that happening. Maybe, maybe Jon Snow will decide, okay, not only am I a Stark and a Targaryen, maybe that means that I have a legitimate 
contention for the Iron Throne, which is the top prize in the, in the known world. So he might he might have his eyes set on on that. Uh, everybody wants the Iron Throne. Hell, I want the Iron Throne. I do too. It looks mad comfortable. No, that shit looks very. <laughs> that shit looks like a very uncomfortable chair. Yeah, like your ass would hurt in like ten minutes. Yeah. But but yeah, man, so much so much tantalizing uh, things to look forward to uh, yeah, this season. Ten point eleven million views in its initial broadcast, making it the highest rated episode in the series history. Wow, and that is saying something. Because when you have like big moments like the Red Wedding and all this, oh, yeah. but there is a uh, Easter egg that I did come across. To I came across an article on popculture.com saying tonight's. Well, Sunday night's episode was, was a callback to all the way back. Wait, let me start over. <laughs> get it together, Carl. Uh, Enunciate. Uh, I get excited. Leave me alone, all right? All right. Yeah, sometimes, oh yeah, I never liked reading. I never liked speaking in front of crowds. Never did. I can dance in front of a crowd all, mm-hmm. with no problem. Yeah, so you like the Roman reigns of speaking? Kind of, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I own it, and I'm working on it. Okay. Cut me some slack. You'll get there. All right, so this was pre- this was uh, published on Sunday night. So tonight's season premiere of Game of Thrones called all the way back to the show's first season with a sneaky Easter egg hidden in the book, in the book, and the Citadel at Old Town. The book qu- the book in question was taken by Samuel Tali from the restricted area in the Citadel's library. Within the book is a sketch of a very particular dagger. The dagger in question is the one. That was used in, by the by the assassin who attempted to murder Bran Stark at Winterfell. The dagger was made of dragon steel, one of the only materials known to be capable of slaying White Walker, yeah. which would explain why it was represented in the book of interest to Sam. The dagger's oldest known owner was Peter Littlefinger Baelish. When the dagger was used in an attempt. In the attempted assassination of Bran Stark, Littlefinger took advantage of his childhood friendship with Catelyn Stark. He lied to Catelyn and told her that Tyrion had won the dagger, indicating that Tyrion was the one who ordered the, who ordered Bran killed, and thus kicking off the chain of events that would lead to the War of the Five Kings. So basically, this whole thing is because of him, because of Peter Baelish. Mm. All right. However, the truth was that. The, was that the king, Robert Baratheon, remember him? Yep. Okay. Had won the dagger from Littlefinger, not Tyrion. Later, George R. R. Martin's, song, Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire novels, both Jamie and Tyrion independently figured out that it was most likely Joffrey who took Robert's dagger, gave it to the assassin, and ordered Bran killed, either in a fit of cruelty or a misguided attempt to impress the man he believed was his father. Mm. Whether the dagger appearing in Sam's book indicates that some deeper connection between the dagger and the coming events or his subtle Easter egg placed, that, placed there because of the dragon glass connection remains to be seen. In Game of Thrones' second, seventh season episode, Dragon, Dragonstone, John, played by Kay Harrington, organizes the defense of the North. Cersei, who you know, tries to even the odds, and Daenerys comes home. And it just goes on to say what we just yeah, okay. what we just discussed. Hmm. So yeah, that dagger means some shit. Oh okay, wow. So huh, that might uh. So basically, this whole war, this whole this basically Game of Thrones, the show itself, is all because of uh, Littlefinger's doing. Yes, mm. yes. Even Nick Lowry just he um 
tuned, um, tuned in and said, I thought that knife looked familiar. Mm. It did. You ha- kind of had to think back, think hard, and you know, mm. to where it was, but yeah, it did. And shout outs to my barber, Kev McNeil, for tuning in as well. Okay, nice. shout out to the whole It's Here Barbershop. <laughs> nice, welcome, guys. So, yeah, that was from uh, popculture.com, was it? Yes, yes, all right, cool. So, yeah, that was uh, Game of Thrones season seven. Um, six more episodes to go, and uh, for this season, because it's seven episodes total. Really? Yep. I thought they were gonna go the full ten. No, it's a sh- it's a shorter season, but it's gonna be some longer episodes as as it goes on. Mm, um, I don't know if I like that. Hey, well, this oh, we only have one more season after this, so it's yeah. which is gonna be even shorter. Oh, actually, I love this show so much. I, if they ever release a full box set, I will invest in it. Hey, well worth it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have I have all I have the previous six seasons on Blu-ray, so yeah, you that. don't need all that. But then I said the same thing about Sons of Anarchy. And I still haven't bought it yet. No, you don't have to. It's on Netflix. Yeah, but I love Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I I, I got to get back on that show. Yeah, I just like I got to get back on the shield. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was it. Uh, what are your thoughts on Game of Thrones season seven? Uh, let us know at Codex Prime Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, send us your thoughts. Uh, or hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. All right. So we're going to get into this week's, uh, well, we're going to get into our question of the week. Last week, mm-hmm. what was the first video game you remember playing? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, one mecha human says the first Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Pretty commonly said in this generation. Yep. Uh, Jessica Concussion says Atari's Pong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Mundo 83 says Pac-Man on the arcade machine. Okay. And John Aponic, our resident villain, Mm -hmm. says Wonder Boy for the Sega Master System. Mm, That's a unique one. Very unique. Mm. So uh, this week, name a movie that you would erase from your memory. You You have like a list. But go ahead. A movie that I would erase from my memory. Yes. Hmm. Man. You know, it, it's funny because, like, when it comes to bad movies, I I usually forget forget them um, after a while because I watch so many good 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 ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I, you know I do. My taste sure. is better than all y'all. But uh, sure. How about you? How about you answer this one? I, I first. I gotta think about it for a little bit. The cell. The cell with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, the cell. Oh God, I was. I hated that movie. Yeah, that movie was mad boring. Like I, I couldn't understand it. It was boring. It's it, it sucked. If I went to the theater. Oh wow. And I, I would say Batman versus Superman was better than that. <sighs> Ugh, that's that's gross. Nick Lowry says Holly Berry's Catwoman. Mm, yeah, yeah. Polly Bear's Catwoman for sure. Uh have you seen that? Nah, I started to and then I I was like, all right, fuck this. Let me just play a video game. Blair Witch Project was the one to the, well, the first one. Yeah, the first one, it was of its time. I mean it was it was like No, that was boring. No, you'll get an argument. I literally that. had to like throw an inflatable chair at my friend just to have some like <laughs> just to have like some emotion in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you won't get any argument from he. I mean, I mean, it, it was a good horror movie. It was an interesting experience. I didn't get scared. I mean, it was it was more about tension than like jump scares. 
It wasn't. I was not tense at all. Like I said, I had to throw in a, an inflatable chair just to like have an emotion in the room. Mm. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, any other answers or no? Just not not. A movie that I would erase from memory. Um, it's not okay. Well, this it's it's not a bad movie, but it's a movie that's so depressing that I actually wish I, I hadn't watched it. Even you? Yeah. And you love depressing shit. Come on, I think that's that's overblown. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, one movie that that I would erase from my memory, and even though it's a good movie is Dancer in the Dark. Uh, It was uh, directed by Lars von Trier, and it stars Bjork. And um, this, the the ending of this... The rock singer from the 90s? Yeah, that Bjork. Okay. Um, And John Haponik knows what I'm talking about because he he also seen this movie. The ending of this movie was so sad, so depressing, that I said to myself, I vowed to John, I will never watch this movie again for as long as I live. That movie was just the ending was it was the grimmest ending I've seen in any feature film, and I've seen some grim shit, but yeah, the end, have. but the ending for Dancer in the Dark, man, I, I I don't, I think my life will be just fine if I never see one frame of that movie again for as long as I live. Wow, that that was such a depressing ending. Jesus Christ! Well, I have no intentions on watching that movie. So yeah, don't. I mean, it, it's a good. It's weird. It's a good movie. Technically made it, it was on a technical level is good. On an acting level is good. But I don't. I, I don't recommend that movie. I, I can't, in good conscience, recommend it to anyone. And I've seen some dark shit. Yeah, we know. I don't recommend Dancer in the Dark. The ending, man. No. 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 All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's this week's question of the week. Uh, that'll be on our social media sites uh, within a day or two. Um, that's it. Any other final thoughts? Uh, watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, besides watch Game of Thrones, uh, you can catch all of our episodes, obviously, on the Facebook Live, as well as SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And, YouTube. and you can also catch us on all the social medias, as, such as Facebook, Twitter, Twitter and- Instagram. Twitch, mm-hmm. YouTube, uh, your mama's house. See now you're gonna just, now we're gonna lose viewers. <laughs> oh come on, that was a joke. It's all it's all in good fun. It's all yeah. in good fun. Uh, but yeah, thank you for watching. Um, we will catch you next week. Well, I won't be here next week, unfortunately. Company picnic. You can you can ditch the company picnic. Nah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Well, uh, in that case, I'll catch you all next week. Next week, you're gonna get a Victor's Corner. Yeah, you'll get yeah Victor's Corner next week. So uh, same same uh, time, same channel. Um, uh, next week, uh, before you sign off, next week will be our, our last week of uh, broadcasting on Wednesdays because my summer gig is coming to an end. Yeah, our, so, squ- our schedules are coming back to normal. So we have yep. some we have some pretty awesome guests lined up. Uh, Oh, yes. Yes, we do. So once August rolls around, we will be back on our Tuesday night schedule. So stay tuned for that. So we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.